Sheets, and I'm I'm joined by uh, co-founder of Nautical Films, Jeff Rhodes. I am waiting for the applause to come in. Oh come on, Jeff! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, people. I am Jeff Rhodes. Like you said, I am the co-creator of Nautical. It's been a while since I, you probably even heard or seen me. Yeah, uh, we've we've both kind of been uh, out of it because yeah. Uh, he was Wait. finishing up school. I was moving to Florida, so yeah, a lot of moving now, pieces. Yeah, but now uh, we got ourselves mostly situated in our designated areas, and we're going to be pumping out a lot more content in the upcoming Absolutely. months and weeks and Absolutely. years to come. Uh, pretty much the schedule that you're going to be able to count on from now on for making horror is going to be uh, we're going to be shooting episodes on Tuesdays, and uh, they will be up on Wednesdays, so you can look forward to that. And Jeff is actually going to be starting his own show. Um, yes, within um, the coming month, I believe. Yeah, I mean, it's still, it's still, uh, you know, got a lot of producers talking back here. You know, we do table reads, you know, all that stuff, <laughs> all that good stuff. <laughs> uh, but it should be a more entertaining kind of like thing for Nautical. You know, kind of keep our. Uh, you know, our our fans, our viewers, you know, up to date on what's going on around, you know, the country entertainment and just with a fun little way to it, you know. And then I've been doing my, my, my top ten list as well, you know. You know, Watch Mojo has their top ten, but I kind of want to do a Jeff Rose top ten. Cause I feel like my top ten for a lot of things is, is unorthodox, to say the least. <laughs> Uh, one more thing that I wanted to bring up before we actually get into this uh, this podcast and really get to the meat of it is uh, I wanted to explain what Alone Anthology is because uh, we uploaded the trailer oh, without yes. really without it really any context. Um, so basically, uh, it's it's no secret that the most popular short film on our channel is Alone, and I kind of like that idea to. Uh, to branch off on, on that and kind of go into the direction of, you know, go into the, all of these different scenarios where, you know, you might be alone, uh, whether it be uh, babysitting someone's house or uh, going for a run, going out on a date, and kind of taking all of these and adding a, a supernatural spin to it. And uh, there's there's a bunch of different people working on this at once, uh, mm -hmm. both in Florida and in Indiana. So we've oh, yeah. we're we're going to be bringing out quite a few uh, short films. The first one is going to be called Alone Happy Lane. Uh, the script it was I just rewrote the script yesterday, so that should be uh, we should start uh, shooting fairly soon. And then Jeff is going to be making his uh, within the next month as well. Yes, that right now we got the got a makeup artist, so that's and uh, she's pretty legit. So I'm excited for this one. It's going to be a, a fun ride. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so with all that kind of housekeeping stuff out of the out of the way, yeah, let's get um, down to the let's get down to brass tack, shall we? <laughs> Why do I let you speak? <laughs> I swear to God, I can't. This is America. <laughs> okay, so uh, the the Making Horror Podcast, uh, we're doing this just to have uh, a way to just kind of discuss. Uh, horror movies and and discuss yeah. different topics in horror. Yeah, because um, you know, me and we, Ryan don't live in the same state anymore. So and yeah, we used yeah. we used to live together. We used to 
have a lot of debates about a lot of movies and uh, absolutely yeah during just the last weekend when we watched uh this movie we were texts were flying <laughs> uh, there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of different viewpoints about literally this movie literally as soon as i got home as i was walking in i was just <laughs> getting bombarded by texts like and and here's here's the interesting part about this discussion is that uh jeff and i have very differing view uh, views on on this movie oh um, yes so you know, we we kind of wanted to just kind of document our our discussions and uh, podcasting the like the perfect way to do that. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the making horror podcast, it, you know, it might uh, involve some of the more uh, you know technical stuff of ma- of making horror that uh, the yeah. show has has uh, produced. But for the most part, it's going to be just you know us talking about it and uh, discussing different horror movies that we've seen and and yeah. you know that kind of stuff. So it's really yeah. going to be discussion based. Yeah, so do you, do you just want to tell the, the people at home what, what the movie we are talking about? Well, if they read the title. <laughs> <laughs> we hey, are. Uh, I'm not judging. Some people may not be able to read, okay? <laughs> what do I know about life or anything? <laughs> oh <God>. Okay. <laughs> okay, John. Okay, so we are, we are going to be talking about uh, The Nun, which... Uh, just came out this past weekend, and Wait, the on, full hold on. review. Hold on, of... hold on, hold on. I want to do like the little. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part of the whole entire movie, right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So, um, the the full review, like the actual review of, uh, is going to be up on Making Horror uh, on Wednesday. That's that's this week's episode of Making Horror, so you can count on that coming out. Um, but we're just gonna discuss it right now. We're just go- and we'll be upfront. Spoilers. Uh, we're going right into spoiler territory. Uh, oh yes, yes. Like because most of what I would say, like the negatives of this movie, I think I think the biggest negative for me is a spoiler. And so like okay, we, yeah. we can't avoid talking about it on this podcast. So if if you haven't seen the movie, press pause, go see the movie. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And then unpause and. Then you know, listen to what we have to say about it. Or just press pause and never listen to us again. You know, it's it's your choice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, this is America. Do what you want. <laughs> Do what you want. <laughs> you just don't even need to. Okay, yeah. so uh, let's kick this off. Um, I guess uh, just just uh, tell them what your, your feeling on the film was, just your general feeling. Well, so, like... So this is for people who have seen the movie now. Spoiler alert territory. So the movie is basically about um, this nun commits suicide. Uh, the Vatican City thinks there's more than just a nun committing suicide. And they send this exorcist dude and a nun who's not even a nun yet to go investigate what's going on. If it's just a nun committing you suicide. You haven't even taken your vows. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> the amount of times that they said that in this movie right? I can guarantee you, when the the drinking game comes out for this movie, that will be one of the rules. Every time someone says, you haven't taken your vow. Oh, take a shot. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, and then then spookiness occurs throughout the movie. And, I, I mean, I didn't hate it. I didn't enjoy it. I was just there, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, I always saw it with, I saw it with my girlfriend and my best friend. And me and my best friend love horror movies. We see it, we saw all the classics together. What? Just keep going. I'm going to go grab a beer. 
Oh, oh my god. <laughs> and we saw the classics together. Like we've seen Sinister together. We've seen uh, Insidious, and we saw them, all the most of the Conjuring movies together. And when I was just watching it, it, it just didn't have that Conjuring movie feel. I mean, this is kind of like my take on it. Uh, when you watch the Conjuring movies, Conjuring 1, Conjuring 2, you have that James Wan-esque, uh, you know, that James Wan signature style of filmmaking and of horror movies in general. When you watched Annabelle Creations, it kind of had that, you know, that it kind of kept up the Conjuring factor. And then, you know, the one movie that everyone says is a, is a failure of that is the first Annabelle movie, which I liked personally better than this movie. I thought the storyline was better than the Really? Villain. Yes. I mean, I'm not okay. proud to say that, but like when it comes down to me, when it comes down to it and just me, like my personal feelings for this movie, I, I, I have to put it last in the Conjuring universe. I mean, did you say when it comes down to it? <laughs> oh, for the listeners, this idiot just pulled a Pennywise action figure <laughs> out of nowhere. And I really do hate this man. <laughs> Why, Jeff? Will it give you <laughs> nightmares? Uh, can you just burn in hell? <laughs> along with this nun. Along with that, like, just burn in hell. God, why are you this way? And for those who didn't see it, because it's a podcast, when he said nightmare, he bought Freddy Krueger. Because he's just know, that kind of person. I know, Jeff. You just really wish it were Friday. <laughs> I'm not even going to chuckle at that because that's so stupid. <laughs> that I, for those of you, again, Friday, he put up Jason. The okay, fact that he has, just, just for clarity's sake, that's the last one that I have, so I can't make any more puns. Okay, good. God. <laughs> I forgot what I was talking about. Yes, the nun. <laughs> Thank God you don't have a nun action figure. Cause, I, uh, I almost did. Uh, I, of course you did. But, you know, when it comes down to it, I don't think this felt like... Uh, a Conjuring Universe movie. That's when I come to a theater when it okay. says in the, in the trailer and all the the ads, the Conjuring Universe is part of this universe. You you it needs to feel like it's part of the universe. Um, only thing I felt like a part of the universe was the nun, and okay, she wasn't well, even in that that movie that much. Re- real quick, I'll I'll pose a counter argument to that. Um, you know what what about uh, something like Guardians of the Galaxy to the the MCU? I mean. The Guardians of the Galaxy has that, and all the Marvel movies have a Marvel movie feel. Like they all, they're okay. funny, adventurous, and that most for most of the fact, like most of the matter, they all have like the kind of same tone. It's like goofy, fun, boom, boom, pow, pow, psh, 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 you know, that kind of thing. I don't know what that was. Yes, but that. like you, when you're watching boom, a boom, pow, pow, when you're watching a Marvel movie, you know, you know it's a Marvel movie, not a DC movie. That's their shtick. Okay, you know. I didn't get that watching like when I, even watching Annabelle or the first Annabelle. I, I I can always I can only compare it to like the worst movie of the Conjuring. I think it's the worst one. So I'm going to compare them both a lot. Even well, watching he, Annabelle, I felt like it was more Conjuring esque. Like the the reason for that is because the cinematographer for uh, the first Conjuring. Uh, I I believe this is correct. Uh, the fir- the cinematographer for the ver- first Conjuring. He was also the cinematographer for Annabelle, and he was also the director. He also oh, really? directed Mortal. Com- he also directed Mortal Kombat Annihilation. So, oh, awesome! <laughs> <laughs> that was supposed to be a negative, Jeff. Thank you. 
for undermining my point. You've I mean, really done me a solid. Here. I will admit, Mortal Kombat 2: Annihilation is a guilty pleasure movie. I mean, it's okay, so bad, well, that but was I the love wrong it. Thing for me to say then. <laughs> but I, okay, I, I can, take it back. I can okay, I can understand that though. But like, yeah, then it's just a lot of to take in, and then again. I only saw it once. You know, a lot of horror movies, it takes me, a, like, a while. Like, even with Animal Creations, I didn't like it that much at first, and I saw it again in theaters, and all the scares got me again. Then, like, it was... Even though I saw it, knew it was coming, it still spooked me out. And, you know, I'm watching the... I'm surprised that... I thought what? you liked it on the first on the first go for Animal. I did, but I, I didn't... Oh, Conjuring... Uh, I like Animal Creations, but I put it before Conjuring 2. I love Animal Creations that much now. I oh, really? I kept watching it over and over again. Like, okay, okay. just that that freaking scarecrow. You know why? You know why? That that, that scarecrow. It's I David F. It's... Sandberg. I mean, David oh, F. Sandberg is, is. Oh, Pony Dude. Yeah, Pony Smasher. Oh, that's probably yeah, why. I, mean, I love Lights Out. Lights Out is a great movie. It, it Lights Out is a really good movie. So, um, th- I I didn't know that probably at one point in my life, but I totally forgot. <laughs> yeah, because I probably told you. Yeah, exactly. That's why everything you say to me just goes one in, one in, out the other. So, thank you, Jeff. Thank you for really showing how much you give a shit about me. <laughs> but, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say my general opinions before we get into okay, the, yeah. the real discussion. So, um, what did you think about the movie, Ryan? <laughs> really on the nose there with the, <laughs> the send off. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I actually. I really enjoyed The Nun. Uh, I do not think it is one of the stronger entries in the Conjuring universe. I'm I'm Fact. very well aware of the of the flaws. I do put it above the first Annabelle. I um, mean, it's like fifty one percent, forty nine percent for me. Like they're okay, neck okay. and neck. Yeah. Um, but you know, like as for as many problems as I had with it, I I'd be lying if I said I wasn't enjoying myself while watching that. I I really was having fun while watching it, and there's there are some some outlandish, stupid, downright comical things in this movie. Yes. Oh, there's so many <laughs> that I, I you know that I I when we were I was watching it, I actually laughed in the theater, and I wasn't supposed to laugh. Oh, oh but yeah, I did. no, oh, it was and, so funny. Can I, can I just please tell? Like the funniest part of this movie because I have to get off my chest. Well, l- let let me just say <sighs> the, the reason why I appreciate this movie. Uh, okay, okay. I uh, and it's it's really because um, it is a a throwback to old school gothic horror. Uh, oh, that is true. The, with, with the 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 castle imagery and all of the fog and the graveyards and all the crosses. And kind of like the religious symbolism as well. Yeah. I, it, it was just like old school, like universal monster movie horror. Oh, and I was and like, plus, the I nun kind of looks like Nosferatu with like the nose and everything. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, poor Bonnie Aarons. Poor Bonnie Aarons. Oh, that poor woman. She's making a living out of being just <laughs> I'm terrifying. Wait, is that a woman? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you really? Yeah, her name. I thought Bonnie it was. Uh, I thought it was Homeboy. It was like the the composer. Does he compose? Joseph like... Bashara? No, yeah. this is the first. This is the first one that he's not in. But he he uh, was he the Bonnie the... Ar- Bo- Bonnie Aarons has played Valak in all three of the past Conjuring movies. Wait, in... I thought it was Josh Bashara, whatever the frick his name is. Joseph was... Bashara. Okay, okay, that guy. I thought he was. I thought he played him in Conjuring too. So you're telling me that this is an actual woman. 
Yes, this is this is Bonnie Aaron's is her name. Uh, okay, hold on, I'm gonna look her up real quick. Okay, you can look her up after the podcast, Jeff. No, she just, just keep talking. Oh my god, uh, but yeah, I mean that that's really the 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 main reason why I was enjoying this so much was because you know it it's no secret I'm a big fan of the haunted mansion and uh, a lot of this <laughs> he, he's he's looking at a picture of Bonnie Aaron's right now. Um, Yo. <laughs> She's she's not bad looking. They just they, uh, bravo oh for makeup department. I mean, she's a nice looking girl, but she scares the crap. If I saw her face in a dark alley without Valak makeup, I would still scream. But <laughs> good job, Jeff. You are a great person. <laughs> um, but the uh, the I like I was saying, uh, I'm a big fan of of Disney's The Haunted Mansion, not the movie, the ride, and you know. A, a lot of this, <laughs> shut up. A lot of this really was reminiscent of uh, just that kind of gothic uh, horror that I am. I've got, I've got a sweet spot for. Uh, as far I will, as I will it, give you that, yeah. The as settings, far as the it, setting it and not feeling really for, yeah, yeah. As far as it not uh, feeling like a a Conjuring universe movie, I would agree, uh, but also kind of disagree because, um, you know. I appreciate the fact that these Conjuring movies all kind of have their own vibe. Um, you know, the the first con, and you know, I think I think what also uh, it comes down to is the uh, color palette that's used in in the films. Uh, you know, where the first Conjuring is very uh, very orange and mm-hmm. uh, w- with 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 uh, blues coming in at night, but not not too prevalent. And then Conjuring got, two just like basically blue. Yeah, yeah, the Conjuring two is basically blue. Uh, and then Annabelle sort of uh, follows the same lines as the first Conjuring, and then Annabelle Creation uh, kind of blends the two together uh, mm-hmm. very well. And then this one was just like completely navy blue. Yeah, um, oh, and, same. And I, I kind of, I, I appreciate that. You know, it, it would kind of get exhausting. Um, you know, and y- you and I have talked about this before. How uh, with the con, or not the Conjuring, uh, the the MCU movies, uh, you know. Before Infinity War came out, I was starting to get really burnt out on the MCU movies because it just kind of felt like the same thing over and over again. Jeff, I think you're frozen. Okay, there you go. There, there yeah. you go. Um, but you know, it it just kind of felt like the same thing over and over again with, you know, standouts kind of being Guardians of the Galaxy and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming and uh, Black Panther. Um, oh, yeah. You know the the leading up to Infinity War is really when it started to get me back in. Um, so you know I, I appreciate them not trying to just repeat the same thing over and over mm-hmm. again. I don't think it worked as well as they wanted it to. I don't think it worked as well as Annabelle Creation did. Yeah. Um, but I I do appreciate them going for something different. I just wish uh, the script was stronger. That and I think that is my biggest. Like pet peeve of this movie was, it had a plot. It had a it had a plot, but it wasn't like a good one. Yeah. But um, and there was just like you said, it was like moments you laughed in the in the movie. Like there, there like ugh, I just have to say it. So there's this, the 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 graveyard scene where he just picks up the cross and just takes it to the bar. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I mean, it was it was funny and I think that that moment was intentionally funny, especially when he had yeah. it at the bar. Oh yeah. But I'm like I'm like, you know, the the Conjuring movies had 
bits of humor. Like one of the, my favorite joke in the entire franchise is when uh, Patrick Wilson has the the fucking big camera and he's like, oh, yeah, so small <laughs> and light. <laughs> like, that is amazing. Yeah, that is so good. And uh, the, like, that's my all time favorite. But, you know, other than that, there's not a whole lot of humor. You know, there, there's a little bit uh, yeah. in The Conjuring, too, and all of The Conjuring movies. But uh, this- it's not hammering you over the head with it i think this is like what they try to do like marvel universe try to make thor ragnarok and make it make it they can make a funny movie and it just yeah it was inappropriate like yeah and there's just some things where i laughed at because it was just so stupid that's not what you want in a horror movie you don't want people laughing because it's stupid if you like like that joke with the, with the cross yes that was intentional that was funny was it was kind of well placed after like a dark jump scare and like you just need something. Yeah, yeah. So. I think I think it it was very well juxtaposed to the scene that it, yeah. it was coming off of. I mean, because I literally looked at my friend and said, "Yeah, same." <laughs> I'm taking one of these crosses and getting the hell out of here. <laughs> I'm going to one place where yeah. I need to go at the bar, and like that was funny to me. I liked that. It was just. Um, the one scene that I really have a problem with was the coffin scene. Like the co- okay, why though? Um, can demons manipulate reality like that? Because he just fell into a okay. box that wasn't there, then it was there. It was in a hole. They got covered up, and there was like no dig marks or anything. It was just solid ground, and he was just in a box. And that scene, okay, and that scene plays out. Okay, yeah, he's in the box. Okay. That uh, she, the girl finds her, and the girl does this the stupidest line ever. I hear you. Oh, he's he's screaming top of his lungs. What's that going to do? It's so stupid. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, I hear you, I hear you. And he's like, yeah, get me out now. And he's just like has a has like his lighter in there, which I feel like that would be really hot for him. But that's like logic. I don't care. Well, he's about. burning his oxygen. Is what he was doing. That was really stupid. I didn't even think about that. that. But yeah, you're right. You're the science. Um, <laughs> but like, I will. I will say. Okay, continue and, and then I'll I'll butt in. It just quick. didn't move the plot forward. It was just literally there for that claustrophobic fear that some of the audience has. Like like we want to feed off of, and that was it. And just that jump scare, which they already put in one of the like the feature like in the trailers so like i just don't think if it was the thing it should have been a deleted scene if anything because it, it, if you cut that scene out of the movie i think you still have the movie if that if you get what i'm, that's what I'm saying yeah um to bounce off of that point really quick because i'm i am going to go back to the the very first part of that of your point there um i felt the movie was too short to begin with so cut that out and you've got yeah even less of a movie, but that is true. Um, what you said about can demons just alter reality like that? Um, do you remember in The Conjuring Two where Janet was teleported into a room that was locked from the outside, or yeah, from the outside? I mean, that happened. So if you're willing to buy that, I don't see why you wouldn't be willing to buy the coffin but, scene. Ha ha! Now I d- you see Conjuring, good directing, good everything, good story. Didn't notice. So when it's a good movie, you don't notice bad crap. <laughs> when it's a bad movie, you notice bad things. <laughs> okay. I'll I'll, uh, I'll I mean I was just kind of you know throwing was, that out there just to see what your take on that was, but I mean, um, yeah, I I get your point. You know, if I, I, if I expected I, I, a movie, I should expect it at this, but like it was just so out there. And like right. 
I, I feel like it was literally only there just for that one cheap jump scare. Yeah, and you know, while we're well, uh, before we go into that, we're gonna go on to scares next. But um, let's stay on script for a second. Okay. Um, and let's talk about some of the really bad things about the script because one thing that I want to talk about <laughs> in particular is Valak's backstory. It's so bad. It oh, is so bad. It's so stupid. It's, it is so stupid. It, the the I okay. So, Conjuring two. I love to hate that movie because of the nun. I think you knew. Right. I had fun facts for the story of these listeners. I used to have a poster in my room. I don't know if Ryan remembers this night, but we as soon as he got the Conjuring two on video, or sorry, video. <laughs> it's nineteen ninety eight on Blu ray. He. Uh, <laughs> We, we we watched it and we we went to bed right. and I have this poster over my uh bed of Khaleesi with long flowing white hair. Yeah. I wake up half sleep, still in the middle of the night. I look up the poster <laughs> and I just see the nun's face and I scream. I just scream bloody murder and I don't think Ryan woke up, but I just was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I, was just I remember. Like, yeah, you remember? <laughs> I was. Just, I I remember the next morning, we're like waking up, and you're like, "Fuck you!" And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and you're like, "You made me watch The Conjuring too, and you made me afraid of Khaleesi." <laughs> <laughs> it's the the nun was my favorite part, hands down, of The Conjuring too. That scare, yeah, that whole scene with the painting and the shadow. Oh, oh, oh my god, it was such a good. That was so yes. well directed and so yes. well done. And so, like, and they kind of, they kind of just tarnished it completely yes, with, with Alex's backstory. Yeah, and the you know, and Jesus. and while watching the while watching Annabelle creation, mm-hmm. when uh, uh, Sister Charlotte gives uh, Mr. Mullins that picture and shows all the the nuns she knew in Romania, yeah, and then he just yes. goes, "Who's this?" And he he kind of shines it into the light, and, and you see Valak. Uh, yeah, you see Valak for like a little glimpse, and you know, in the theater, I mean. Just goosebumps, fuck! Oh yeah, like everywhere. I was, I was just ready to like see what happened there. And when it comes to the actual story of Valak, I was so disappointed. In oh the yeah, end. it. Like to be honest with you, I don't remember that much of it. All I remember is you need the blood of Jesus Christ, like to seal him away. <laughs> oh my god. It's so stupid. I was just like so un- I literally looked at my friend. I was like, do they mean like like a good like a good wine or do they mean like the literal blood of Jesus yeah. Christ? But they never actually explained Hidden that. in an Easter egg. It's hidden in a literal Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean the, the the whole idea with it was the castle was built um, by this, uh, I think he was like some sort of priest or something. I, I, yeah. I, I kind of clocked out at this point in the movie because <laughs> I really did not care about this backstory because it was so oh. bad. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like trying to delete it from my mind, but <laughs> he's doing some fucking rituals to, to summon uh, uh, the dark spirits or open the gates yeah. to hell or he's something. He's trying to open the gates of hell, and then... The Crusaders came in. Yeah, the the Crusaders come in and uh, stop him and uh, all that. And then uh, they they took up perpetual praying to keep it uh, to keep the gate closed. I thought yeah. that was cool. I thought that was a really cool idea to play with. Mm-hmm. Just not, just not. If if it were just Valak and there was no explanation as to why she was there or mm-hmm. anything, or Better if she movie. was like. 
or yeah, or if she was like Bathsheba from the first movie and was just uh like a witch but also a demon and and kind of a, a hybrid between the two where you know she was a nun but she was practicing witchcraft and all that and mm-hmm. then she killed herself while proclaiming like her love of satan and then you know they're like okay we got to keep up perpetual prayer to keep this thing at bay awesome that's a amazing backstory i love that but they didn't go that route and then yeah. like when when they're doing this perpetual prayers during world war 2 uh, the bombings uh, ruptured the, the building and they just stopped praying for half a second and the gates of hell open up and oh lordy here she comes in full fucking f- body and like my, my my big question is like okay yeah you, you have to pray to but, uh, like why would you want to build a like a convent on top of the gates of hell well I think I think uh with the Crusaders, it was like kind of their mission to make sure that it stayed closed and like um, purify, like like it's like make it holy land. I I I, I yeah. Guess I, I, I don't yeah, think yeah. I don't. I think the convent was just kind of like not an actual convent, but more of a way to keep that that gate closed. Okay, makes a little bit more sense, but it's still stupid. If they explained uh, it, I would know that better. But if they explained it, I was like, yeah. oh, this is so dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just I I didn't get into Valak's backstory. I was very disappointed in all of that, and and like I said, I think that I think the the backstory that I just pitched to you would have been a better backstory than what we got. Oh yeah, um, and it uh, was it was utterly disappointing. And uh, did I don't know if it was just me because I t- I talked to uh, me I saw my like I said I saw my best friend and my girlfriend and my other couple of friends, other friends saw it. We had this we had this uh, like theory. About the movie, and did you think that oh, what's her name? I think Irene, Sister Irene, the nun who wasn't really Sister, a nun. Yeah, Sister Irene. Did you think that like that was like a young Lorraine? At well, one the, the whole movie. You know what? I even turned. I saw this with my my friend Matt or my friends Matt and Nick, and um, as soon as Sister Irene had like that clairvoyant moment where she yeah. tuned out all of the bells yes. except for the one that was ringing. I was like, she's Lorraine. She's totally R- Lorraine. And, the fact and somehow, they... somehow Valak is going to like rip her memory. And that's why she's not a nun anymore. That, oh my God. Yes. And oh my God. Yes. Remember Valak. And I was like, this is perfect. Okay. I'm so with this. Yes. And then that... they didn't do it. Oh my God! The, how do you cast? How do you cast Vera Farmiga's younger sister mm-hmm. and not make her a younger Lorraine? That that mm-hmm. drove me insane. Yeah, because me and Absolutely my girlfriend really drove me insane. Me and my girlfriend were talking about this, and she and she thought what we we thought should have happened. She she honestly thought that that girl was uh, was Lorraine. Uh, I think it was Lorraine. At the end theater. of the movie, did she? Yeah, think at, that? At, at the end of the she's like, wow. Yeah, yeah, my so friend Nick did too. I was like, um, I thought too, but babe, that's like not what the movie was about. Like the tie-in was the guy, yeah. not the girl. And he was like, wait, yeah. the guy? I was like, yeah, Frenchie apparently. Uh, best part of the whole movie, by the way, Frenchie. I love him. Yeah, uh, Frenchie was but, awesome. Yeah, Frenchie's the guy who put, like yells in her face. Uh, we'll, but... we'll get into the, we'll get into that that tie into the Conjuring here in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have something to say about that. That was a little was, bit later. Uh, yeah. But I was thinking, not even just like Valak from her mind. She just goes, you know what? At the very end of the movie, all this stuff happens. You know, the climax happens. She's like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to leave the church behind. 
uh, I don't want to be a nun. I kind of want to go out and like do this, like and help people do this. And then she goes to a college and she changes her name because all this stuff. She leaves the country and then. Oh no 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 she... no no! He, he, here's what I thought even before the movie came out. Okay. Um, it doesn't happen as much now, but in in the the older days, uh, within uh, Catholicism and all that, when sisters would uh become sisters they would take on another name so i was like okay she took on sister irene as her like i oh. I, I don't even remember what what the name of it what would be but that was her like nun name and <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember the the the, the technical term Okay. Um, but I was like, that's totally going to be it. And then as soon as she used her clairvoyant thing and I was like, oh man, I'm so right. Yeah. No. Nope. And they just spit in the face and I couldn't believe that they didn't take better advantage of that. I, it, it was insane that they did. I think part um, of me thinks it, this was the first movie was based on real events that they don't really want to like change it that much. That that's, there's no way that could actually happen to L- L- Lorraine. But, like, who cares? It's Hollywood in a movie. Like, I think it would have been awesome. Well, pretty much pretty much everything that happened in The Conjuring 2 didn't actually happen. So, and and Lorraine Warren gave that movie her blessing, so. Okay. I didn't know that. Um, I thought it was still based on true story. I thought it was all, like, I thought it was like, no, like, no, no. like the uh, first one. The, the Warrens, when they first went to Enfield, uh, they... Came, they showed up uninvited. They weren't sent there, and oh. uh, yeah, and they were uh, they were refused entrance at first. Uh, the uh, Hodgsons, I believe, was the the Hodgsons yeah. family. They 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 didn't want them there, and uh, like I think they were there like a total of a day or two. Like they were oh, not wow. there very long. Um, and and with the, with the Conjuring, the the first Conjuring, it's it's a lot more based on what actually happened mm-hmm. um but, but you know, like hollywood yeah yeah it was a very romanticized version of it uh like while carolyn perrin did uh have uh quite quite an experience and i i won't go as far to say that she got possessed by bathsheba but her her mood did definitely change drastically um mm-hmm. uh like the 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 Warrens never stayed with them. Uh, they they never stayed in the house like they do in in oh. both movies, um, and like a lot of the stuff that happened in the movie didn't actually happen. If you read uh, House of Darkness, House of Light, there's there's a lot of freaking cool stuff in there and uh, stuff that I feel like would have been pretty cool to see in the movie, and I would like mm-hmm. to see in the movie. But uh, but. Uh, that that's the thing with these Conjuring movies. The Conjuring is my favorite horror franchise of all time, and it's hard for me to hate the Conjuring movies. I don't, I, but I, I'm not I'm not totally biased to the point where I can't acknowledge flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, like with with the first Annabelle, I I'll admit it's not a great movie. With this movie, I'll admit it's not a great movie. I enjoyed it, but it's not great. It had some good scares, um, but it had some cheap ones too. Okay, and. Moving on, let's get into that. Let's get scares. into scares because this is where the movie seriously disappointed me. Um, and for anything else, uh, when you said it, it didn't feel like a movie in the Conjuring universe, this is why. Um, yeah, I have. I, I the Conjuring is a movie I have broken down. I mean, Jeff Jeff lived with me. Jeff has known how many times I've broken down that movie frame by frame I and think. watched that movie ad nauseum. I, that is true. I can attest to that. Yes. Yeah. I, I, 
I absolutely love that movie, and I've studied it and and its uh, predecessors, and and really looked at at that movie. And you know, the the thing about the Conjuring movies is most, if not all, of the scares up until this part, up until this point, uh, have been earned. They've been very well earned by building the tension over several minutes, rather than just jump scare, jump scare, jump scare, jump scare. And that's where this movie fails. Uh, there was maybe one scene in this entire film, um, maybe two, uh, where they actually took their time to draw out the tension Mm -hmm. and really earn the scares. It wasn't just a loud noise. And, you know, I've I've said in a past episode of Making Horror, I don't have any issues with uh, jump scares just when they're used properly. Mm -hmm. And they were not used properly here. It was just something popping out for the sake of something popping out. And uh, the, the, the scene that, that really got to me and that I really felt was probably the best use of scares in the whole movie is where Frenchie walks into that room and it's all the nuns with bags over their heads and he's trying to find uh, Yo. Sister Irene. Yo. That was great. Yo, that that was, was really well done. I forgot about um, that one. At, at the one the simple that sound, was... like, and the, there wasn't there wasn't any like big musical cue every time one of those nuns just like slightly turned their head. Yeah, like it was just the sound of like the cracking of their neck. It was like, and that, great, okay, yeah, good that stuff. Was pretty good. That was awesome. And then the worst part of that scene, even though I'm I'm singing that 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 the the scenes praises. They don't take advantage of it in the end. They have this really nice buildup, and then what happens? All of the nuns just move and yeah. show Sister Irene possessed by Valak. And I'm like, come on. Doing, doing the Michael Jackson lean. <laughs> <laughs> doing the smooth criminal. <laughs> That's why I told my friend. I was like, dude, she's Michael Jackson. <laughs> she's straight up doing smooth criminal. Uh, dude, but yeah. I, I, can, I, I forgot about that scene. That scene was, yeah. was a very important scene. And you know, I the cracking of the thing of the next one I think was enough for me because at this point I was just like, okay, I'm gonna just gonna get scared. Like I'm not like I'm not gonna get scared scared. I'm get, I get jump scared. There's a difference between being scared like tremendously and then right. being scared for three seconds because it was a jump scare. Like a, like Absolutely. you're not really scared. You're surprised. There's a lot of surprising moments in this, and I was just like, I'm not really scared. That was yeah. the one scene where I was just like, okay, what's going to happen? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just, it It was either a uh, a payoff not earned by mm-hmm. a random jump scare that, that gave nothing to the film or a really good buildup with no payoff. And there was no, there was no middle ground. There was no point in this movie. You know, there was, there was no crooked man scene. Um, as, yeah. as Jeff knows, that first Crooked Man <laughs> scene in The Conjuring Two, I I love that scene <laughs> because the 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 build up to it, it's about a minute and a half of build up of just Billy looking for the dog and the bell ringing and it's real quiet and then it it plays with your expectations when he's when he opens the door you just don't know what's gonna happen and I'm the first time I saw it I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know it's framed in a way the dog's on one one third. Billy's on on the other, and I'm just like, what is going to happen? It's it's not framed to the point where you're like, someone's going to pop out behind him or something. And then all of a sudden, it 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 does the, just it's the best payoff in in any of the Conjuring movies that I can think of. Whoa, 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 whoa! Disagree. For me, uh, for me, for me. You, <laughs> boy, 
you're not you're gonna tell me the first time you see Bathsheba on top of that damn cat like wardrobe, you didn't freak the hell out. Okay, okay, I let me put it to you like this, okay? Um it, it's the best payoff when it comes to uh what I was expecting to happen. Okay. I, I knew I was going to see something along the lines of Bathsheba uh, when when watching the first Conjuring. Boy, um, I, that's the worst girl I've ever seen in my life. Bro. I remember that <laughs> theater's clear this day. I do, dropped do you know, my do popcorn. You, <laughs> did you know that that's the one scare that has actually gotten Jorge? Like really? Yeah, yeah. He's not scared of horror movies very often, but that that scare actually did get him. But that's what, scared, what I'm that's just scare everybody. <laughs> That was the terrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god! Kudos but, to James Wan for that. What what I what I mean is, you know, no part of me expected the dog to just turn to a fucking a, a man, turn yeah. into the crooked man. That okay. I, I mean, I remember like physically on on the couch because I didn't see this in uh, the Conjuring Two in theaters, but I was like sitting on the couch and I was physically moving myself as far away from the TV as possible. <laughs> no, no, you can't. No. And, you know, like there was just nothing like that in this movie. And yeah, it's a shame because because even uh, Annabelle Creation had a, a really good, actually a couple of really good moments like that where uh, one of them was a real subtle scare where uh, um, Lulu Wilson's character is underneath the staircase and she sees the Annabelle doll. And uh, if you're not looking, you, you don't see it. But if if the first time they show the Annabelle doll, you can see the demon's face right behind it. It's it's terrifying, yeah, really? but there's there's no music to it. And it's it's beautiful. I love that. But uh, the other is where um, uh, I, I think her name is Janice, uh, the main character, that the one that has polio, the one that gets possessed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where she's like walking and then she like uh slowly walks backwards into the the darkness and turns into the demon like good stuff like that nothing like that in this movie yeah i will say the one that got me the most like the jump scare got me the most was the hands through the door and even that one oh it came in yeah. in the uh yeah and when it came okay. in the hall and in, even in that, that jump scare happened right after uh, the uh, other jump scare like there's a jump scare before yeah. that Turn around, I'm like, okay, I'm safe. And then pop the hands. That got me because I was caught off guard, and I was like, okay, that got me. I really, I really liked the, uh, the, like the the scene that was that that was a part of where, uh, like she opens the door and everything starts going haywire, and Valak standing there, um, and then like Valak is like playing with her mind or something to make it seem like, uh the whole room is turning and she feels like she's hanging on uh, to something. And, and then she like falls and hits the door. And then she realizes that like the camera turns and, and she realizes like she's been right set up the whole time. I thought that yeah. was really cool. And I, then I was like, don't do it. I know what you want to do. Don't <laughs> do it. And it did and, it. He did it. <laughs> and, and you know, that's, that's part of the problem I have with uh, this movie as a whole is uh Corin Hardy, the director, um, I just don't think he he's, you know, and I, I I I can't say this for sure. I haven't seen any of his other films. I know he hasn't done a lot, um, and if he's done other horror films, you know, I, I might be wrong by saying this, but just by seeing this movie, I don't think he understands what makes the Conjuring movies great. I don't think he understands the 
the amount of complexity that goes into the scares because to me it felt like he just wanted to get as many scares out as possible just back to back to back oh yeah it it didn't work for me it it didn't work even in the slightest with with the scares um except for that one scene like this is something that i would see in like you know like a we went to a kind of like a film school school but i feel like this is like something you would see like in a gateway like a person who wants just to scare the audience as much as possible, so they have scares with back much back. lower production. Oh, value. much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yes, of course. It, but, it would be shot in black and white on an <laughs> NX five in four by three aspect ratio, and someone would say, "This is my magnum opus." Ah, <laughs> oh, the good days. <laughs> the good days. I can't tell you how many projects we've seen. Like over the when we yeah. were in school, all of those projects, man, the the projects that were in black and white, super dramatic and shot in yeah. like four by three because they didn't know how to do a sixteen nine aspect ratio. But it's yeah, laughable, but funny. I yeah, I was like, you give like a person who doesn't like really get like what like, a horror is about, like especially horror movies nowadays. Well, like, he kind of seems he kind of seems full of himself. Like when uh, watching interviews with David Sandberg. I love watching interviews with him because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he he seems like a very humble guy. Um, if you don't know, David Sandberg is the guy that directed Animal Creation uh, and Lights Out. He's he also is directing Shazam. Um, so random. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you really, you know, you you really stepped the ladder there. You know, you could, you mean, skipped a couple. I mean, it's like it's like Scott Derrickson, uh, the guy who did uh, Sinister and Emily Rose. Oh, and then he went he, to Doctor Strange. Yeah, but you can tell it looks the cinematography looks like exactly like like a horror movie though. Doctor Strange, yeah. I loved it. Shazam um, looks like a just a campy, nice, <laughs> lighthearted oh, <yeah>. movie. <laughs> so like, resume lights out, Animal Creations, Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> But random. you know, uh, watch watching interviews with uh, with David Sandberg, and he was on the the Film Riot podcast uh, in their first week, and listening to that podcast, you can just tell like he's a very humble guy, and and he's very, uh, you know, very aware of how lucky he is to be in the situation that he's in, and mm-hmm. uh, getting the opportunity opportunities that he's gotten. He just seems like a really down to earth guy that I would love to just talk to about this yeah. stuff. And whereas with Corin Hardy, when I watch interviews with him, it just, it really feels like he, he just, he feels like he deserves to be there rather than he's lucky to be there. Um, yeah. Well, and, thing- and I, th- I think that attitude shows through with the final quality of this film. Again, I did enjoy this film, but I am tearing into it because it's the it's it's the Conjuring universe. It's my favorite horror franchise, and I'm not going to give it a pass just because it's in the Conjuring universe. See, I was I I was torn when I was watching it because I usually Ryan can attest to this. Like, I like most movies that most people don't like. Like, even this people is true. Who, <laughs> like most this people like people very very people hate with a passion. I'm like. Eh. It was all right. I like that. It, it was all right. It was it pretty did good. A, it did its job. It entertained me for it a little did its bit. Thing. <laughs> but for this one, I just I think Ryan's right. It's it's the Conjuring universe. I come in with expectations of what I want, and I didn't get the expectations. I got something totally different, and that's why I just didn't like it. Maybe I I will admit. Maybe like another time I watch it when it comes like to to DVD, I watch it. 
and I like I it. Think, a little bit I think the next time you you watch it, you probably will like it better because your expectations won't We're be so high. low. You, you, yeah, yeah, you'll know what what you're going into. Um, and I, f- I feel like that with every kind of average movie. I, I yeah. wouldn't go as far to say that this movie is bad. Um, yeah. I, I think it's it's average. You know, it's it's on the same level as, it's a as bad the first Annabelle. Movie, yeah, it is a bad Conjuring movie. Yes. When, when compared to the predecessors, except for Annabelle, and even though you rate this, I mean, you, you said it's neck it's, and neck. It's, it's like about um, the same for me, yeah. So, you know, I... I I wouldn't want to see Corn Hardy back uh, directing any more of the the Conjuring universe movies. I yeah. I, I like the I I like what he did with uh, the atmosphere and mm-hmm. and the 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 sets. Yes. Um, but really, when it comes down to it, um, it just it the most important parts, the most crucial parts, uh, didn't end up landing, and it it was just kind of a bummer to see that. Um, you know, I, 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 I had certain expectations for this movie, uh, especially with Valak's backstory, and they weren't met. And you know, it's it's kind of a bummer. But once once Jeff wrote, uh, shares his thoughts, I'm gonna start talking about some of the things that I did like about this movie because there were there were some things that I I really did like. Yeah, there's I have a couple of positives and you know a couple of things I liked about this movie. But my negatives did outweigh the positives. But I will say, even if like, so like, we're talking about like positives, right? Like what we liked about this movie now. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I was gonna, I was gonna let you just uh, kind of share your final negatives, and then we'll go into the positives. Ah, I said what I said. Eh, this movie's bleh. Okay. <laughs> okay. The scares, were, the scares were cheap. The the plot was weak, uh, and you know it just didn't have the expectations that I wanted for a Conjuring movie. and It didn't have the same charm that the yeah, Conjuring movie that's, had. That's like the perfect way to say it. They didn't have that Conjuring yeah. charm. That That's a good yeah, way to put it. Absolutely. You did one good thing in your life today. Good job. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> you just, you fill my heart with glee. I hope you know that. Even when we're miles away. <laughs> uh, this never gets old. <laughs> Oh no, it doesn't. This this making horror podcast is going to be very fun. Oh, and this is also the reason that I am. This is, I think, my fourth beer uh, oh. tonight. So pumpkin Someone's... spice beer, yeah. Are we gonna get like sued because we didn't have? <laughs> well, it's it's audio, Jeff. They're not gonna see my hey hey me hey, holding it hey, up hey, to the hey. I've I've failed media law three times. <laughs> Yes, I am well aware of how many times you failed media law. But Jeff, I passed it once. You're not <laughs> making us look good as a company. <laughs> we can hire lawyers, okay? God. <laughs> I passed it. I passed media law. Thank you. I passed it too. It just took me a while. <laughs> okay, we're going on to positives. Let's right. talk about positives. I was. I think- I uh, okay. You go first. I went first last time. You go first. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, I'm I'm gonna list my my positives really quick. First, first, uh, one that I've already talked about is just the gothic horror. Uh, just you you do not see that in in mainstream horror right now. It was great to see it. I I truly appreciated that. And if Colin Hart uh Hardy did Colin Hardy Colin Corin Corin Hardy. Who cares? 
Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if he did one good thing in this movie, uh, I hope it's it's the, the 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 idea to shoot at this castle because it's it's awesome. Um, the acting is also pretty good. Um, the the script is not great, but the actors work with what they've got. I will um, say, yeah, yeah. The I was Taisa Farmiga did I I think the best what, job. That is, I was that her name? Taisa Farmiga, yeah. I was gonna call her uh, uh little Bates. Little, <laughs> little, little Norma, because <laughs> I can't pronounce her name. I can't pronounce the regular girl's name. I can't pronounce the little girl's name. Is it uh, okay. Vera Farmiga? Vera Farmiga is Bless Lorraine you. Warren. <laughs> this was a bad idea. We shouldn't okay. have done this. Okay, so you said it's Vera Farmiga and Teresa. Ter- Taisa. This is like a black name. Okay, Thaisa Farmiga and Vera. Yes, I was really, I was, I was really impressed by her performance as well too. Even with her, her the, first uh, scene, her first scene she was in the movie with the kids. Yeah, that I was like, oh, like this. She, and she was uh, good two, in American Horror Story too. Two things. Two things. Um, first, uh, I think that the scene where she, uh, uh, where she was like the the nuns came in and were like never or just don't stop praying. Yo, that was a good scene. That was, and that was. then when when her like uh, habit got ripped open and the the pentagram was being carved into her back, like that was cool. And her acting was really good. But going back to that first scene, I didn't catch it, uh, and I really wish I had because this is kind of a reference to The Conjuring too. But apparently, uh, there there's two instances in this movie where this happens. Um, in that scene, there were some blocks like in the background that spelled out. Did Valak. it spell Valak? Oh my god. Yeah. That's kind of cool. And I, I uh, remember when the remember when the the priest and the uh, and uh, Taisa Farmiga put their luggage on the wrong, uh, they put it on the the truck and it started driving away. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Apparently the license plate said Valak too. What? I, the f- I didn't. I didn't catch it, and I'm mad I didn't because I was looking for stuff like that. And I'm, I guess I'm just, I guess I'm just an idiot. But is that I, like uh, a new <laughs> thing to like put in the Conjuring like movies, like valid. That's awesome. I love that. I mean, I, the blocks. I, I guess really I like the blocks. So like in the Conjuring two, once you see it for a second time. Like you're like you notice all the times it says Valak, Valak, yeah, Valak, Valak. Right. Well, no. When I first watched, it, I was like, "What's Alec?" Because I didn't see the V. Oh yeah, because the first because the first time it's it's like the it says love with a yeah. giant V, and then underneath it it says Alec. Yeah, and, and I was like, "What is once this? you once you actually hear the nun's name and you watch it again, you're like." Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I was just like, why is that there? But like, it's kind of cool, anyways. I don't care. <laughs> why is yeah, I think like, it, I think it, it happens three times in in The Conjuring Two. It happens twice here. Really cool. Um, yeah, I didn't I, catch I that, that. But okay, so acting was acting was good. Uh, pretty much all around. Um, I feel like the guy that played Frenchie. Uh, good love job him. dropping your phone, Jeff. I um, love him. I feel like the guy that was playing Frenchie, he kind of like was like, you know what? This script is kind of ridiculous, and I'm oh, gonna go with, with it. it. So I loved it. So he he really, you know, really went with it, and I and I did enjoy that. Um, but I I will say I think my number one thing that I love about this movie is the score. Um, I, I started Ooh. listening to the score even before the movie came out. And in particular, the 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 
first song on the soundtrack. It's not the song song that opens the movie. It's actually the song that plays when uh, Sister Irene is taking her uh, final vows. Um, it's called God Ends Here. I I've been listening to that nonstop ever is since that, the movie came out. So wait, so you're saying the song is when they all like it's that one song where that plays where like he she's getting ready to take her vows. He's cocking that gun and like the priest is like yeah. doing all that. Yeah, that sequence. I hated that sequence. I I didn't like the sequence, but I liked the song. I, I was I think... too busy. I it felt like that's what the movie I felt like because we talked about this on our text. I was like, you said like the score, the score was really good. I was like, was it like, I like at that point is what I was thinking. I was like, when did this horror movie turn into an action adventure movie? That's what it yeah, felt like. I I. And see, I think the reason I like that song so much, and actually I was disappointed with the, the use of the song in the movie, was because it kicks off the, the soundtrack perfectly, but it doesn't kick off the movie. If that had been the song that, that kicked off the movie, I would have been fucking in. You know, I really, really like that song. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that it's it's not the song that kicks off the movie, it's it's so far late into the movie. Um, That's kind of it weird. doesn't it doesn't match the rest of the tone. It really does feel like the beginning of of something and to have it so far back into the the movie just felt so bizarre. Um yeah. cuz like you're right when that says like it didn't match the rest of the movie because you're right. I I noticed it. And like like I said earlier, yeah. like you don't notice that kind of things in good movies, but you notice it in bad movies like I noticed I was like wait, like whoa. There's a tone change shift in this. I don't, I don't know if I'm on board with it at all. Because, like, when he was cocking that gun and she was like putting it on the cross, I was just like, this is like an action sequence. It's like this is like the third act of an action movie. They're about to go face the big boss. Yeah, and yeah. they're like calling Iron Man. That's what I felt like. <laughs> you know, and and here's the thing with that is, um. Yeah, okay, for a, a, an action movie, that works, but in when you're going into the third act of a, of a horror movie, that's when everything is going wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's when everything is supposed to be at its absolute worst. And, um, you know, it just, like, when, when I think about it, uh, you know, The Conjuring had, uh, you know, Carolyn taking uh, two of the, the daughters to uh, the back to the back to the farmhouse and, yeah. and it was just really grim and then the conjuring 2 had when uh they they listened back through that uh th- they played those two those two tapes uh at the same time and it spelled yeah, out that yeah. message mm-hmm. and they figured out what was going on they they rushed back you know it was like when everything was at its absolute worst and here, you know, it's like empowering and and uh, it just yeah. didn't feel right and the stakes you know, weren't as high I feel like absolutely, and and you know what? Going off of that, this movie was much smaller than I had wanted it to be. It was a very small movie. Oh yeah, and you know, for a Conjuring movie, that's not what I expect. Um, you know, I expect something a little bit bigger than than what this movie delivered. But if I'm talking about the soundtrack on its own, um, especially when Valak, every time Valak came out, and you and you even did it to to Aww. kick this off. Yeah, yeah, I love that. It. Okay, yeah, that's that's yeah. that gives me goosebumps. Like if I, yeah, that was but, my alarm clock in the morning, I would throw my phone to the to the floor and like <laughs> set it on fire with kerosene and everything. Yeah, that I yeah, like that. Yeah, that, that whole uh, 
Yeah, that's good. the the song to, but you know, the soundtrack. I've I've listened to it. I really enjoy it. Um, I it's it's hard it's hard to to gauge these soundtracks as far as which one I like the most because they are all pretty different. Um, the first three done by Joseph Bashara. Um, you know, they all ha- those three have kind of like the same uh, vibe. Whereas uh, those, Animal those, Creation, those those damn and, strings, I. Though, he do Insidious too. Uh, you know, I, I f- yeah, yeah. He God, those, those, those uh, damn strings. Oh my. Those God. damn strings. <laughs> I would have to say the Conjuring is still my my favorite out of all the soundtracks, just because of the the song that plays when the Warner Brothers and New Line Cinema logos uh, come up on screen. Like it's it's the very first ten seconds of the movie. And the song that plays, it's just like a really low wah, and then you got oh, like the, yeah. the the horns that come in. They're like, and I, it's just it. Whenever I I put that on, I'm like, I'm watching The Conjuring. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let's do this. So I really like The Conjuring. <laughs> I really really like The Conjuring. It's my favorite horror movie. It's one of my top five favorite movies. I love it. Okay. Um, but this this probably close second. I I really I really dug the soundtrack. It's much different than any of the other Conjuring soundtracks. So that was probably my the thing that I liked the most about it. The the makeup was good. The special effects were hit and miss. Um, I, I agree thing, with one, that. Yeah. One thing I forgot to mention, uh, really quick, while we were back when we were talking about script, um, and and this is actually like the uh, the other moments that were stupid i just kind of you know like <laughs> yeah, that is yeah it is what it uh, is <laughs> but but the one time where i was actually like i laughed out loud at how stupid it was was when uh Taisa farmiga's character gives valak the egg of christ and uh, uh the, the, she, the climax she she yeah the the literal <laughs> climax of the movie valak holds it up and she's all like yeah and then she sees it's broken and a uh, taisa farmiga just spits the blood of christ onto valak and she's like oh i'm melting i'm like are we watching the wizard of oz what is this you don't it's treat the blood point. of christ like it's a freaking makeup prop you don't Spit it. Yeah, it was. You got to do what you got to do, apparently. But (laughs) it it was. That was just. That was. I mean, I thought it was clever. I I thought it was clever. It was ridiculous. It was clever. (laughs) It was ridiculous. And if this were comedy, it would be gold. Yeah. But it was dumb. I thought you know something that would be so much cooler is just if she had this this glass egg with the blood of Christ and just smashed it over Valak's head. That would have been so much more badass. But we're not directing this movie, Ryan. It was meant by some scrub from UCLA or something. I don't know. Actually, I don't don't, want to do slander. I don't know where this guy's from. But, yeah, the movie... Uh, Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. uh, The movie, if I had to sum it up in one word, would be ridiculous. This movie is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's but, there's things in it that are enjoyable. I, yeah, I I will say that there very few, but there are some. Now the thing is, I want to get to like before we talk about the you know the, the tie-in. Do you think that this will be get like the nun will get a franchise? So you think like it be like Annabelle? Will think, are you thinking they're gonna make a, a nun too? You know, as of right now, I don't think so. Um. One, I, 
Uh, well, really, it depends on the box office. I mean, let's be real. That is what sure. it comes down to. So far, this has had the largest opening out of any of the Conjuring movies. Are you which is awesome? Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Uh, this I think opened with fifty five, um, and before that, I think the highest was forty. Wow. Um, so right now, it's killing it. We're just gonna have to see how much it drops, and yeah. if it drops significantly. I can't see it, um, you know, sustaining franchise energy yeah. or en- enough for Warner Brothers to say, okay, this warrants a sequel. But the same could have been said about Annabelle, and, and we got Annabelle creation. That is true. I mean, so. Yeah, I just yeah. hope that if they, do, if they choose to go with the, the sequel route, that they use our theory about Lorraine and my sister Irene in the second one. It would be difficult to do it now, you know. I I think that they've already established this, and um, you know, he, here's my my wishes if the, if they decide to make the nun two. First off, ditch the name the nun. It is so bad. That is such a bad name. I think it's funny. Why did they not call it Valak? I mean, seriously. The nun? How cheesy of a name can you get? Because if you're not like me and you or any other moviegoer, and you're like my girlfriend <laughs> or just like a random like person, you're just like, oh, what's that? Who's the nun from that that, that movie? Like, oh, it's okay, the nun. Okay, the let, nun's let's, scary. Let's think about that. Oh, okay. Who's Annabelle? Everyone knows who Annabelle is. You don't call it the doll. You call it the animal doll. No, if you haven't seen the Conjuring movies, which if you've seen the Conjuring two, you should know who who Valak is. True. But I understand what you're saying, but still, it wouldn't have been that that big of a leap because somebody could have said the same about Guardians of the Galaxy. Who are the Guardians of the Galaxy? We don't know. That I is mean, true. That that is true. I mean, I really feel like the Nun was just such a bad title, but I, um, well, it makes me scared of nuns now. I'll, I'll give you that. After Conjuring 2, I was scared to go near none. <laughs> but, um, you know, if, if they do, like, I would love to see the sequel just be called Valak. Uh, I think that would be a much cooler title. Though I don't know how, because they've kind of wrapped this story up in a little bow unless they wanted to talk about the nuns that were trying to keep Valak uh, at bay by constantly praying to keep the, the gates of hell closed. Um <laughs> If if they wanted to, they they could explore that and hopefully make it good. Um, mm-hmm. But the uh, you know like if they do c- continue it, I would highly recommend uh, replacing Corn Hardy. Uh, I don't think he did a good job at directing. I don't think that he uh, really captured the essence of the Conjuring universe and and the staples of the Conjuring universe. I think. If I'm remembering correctly, there was one of the signature like James Wan long takes uh, from this in this movie, um, which all of the other Conjuring movies have had. Yeah. Um, even the ones not directed by James Wan, uh, they've gone with the long take, and it it irritated me to see how much this movie was cutting. And I was like, okay, this is just getting exhausting at this point. Like, mm-hmm. take a moment and and really draw out your scares. Yeah. It's it's not that difficult, and just you know, so I, I would I'd recommend um, replacing him. Um, I, I don't think he was a good choice for this movie. 
if 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 I had my way, it would have been David Sandberg or uh, uh, James Wan at that uh, at that matter. But well, it, they're both it wasn't. They're both uh, kind of stuck with DC for the moment. You know, one's you doing know, Shazam, one doing off Aquaman. Is it bad that I really hope both of those movies fail so they'll come back to horror? <laughs> you, do you do know Patrick Wilson's an Aquaman, right? I do. It's oh. fine. <laughs> Patrick oh. Wilson, please come back to Chops. <laughs> That's what I was <laughs> waiting for. I was waiting for you to call him Chops. <laughs> come on. Bring Chops back. I w- actually, actually, have you read the description for Annabelle 3? No, I have not. I know my, my head exploded. Yeah, it it is confirmed. Uh, the uh, the 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 writer, which actually very bizarrely, one of the main writers of the Conjuring universe, uh, I, I believe he wrote Annabelle Creation and had a hand in the rest of the Conjuring movies. He wrote this movie, which was very bizarre to me, um, because the rest of the scripts have been extremely good. Um, That's a bit, but that- he's he. He's writing Annabelle three, and he's also directing it. Well, that just makes me even I'm, I'm feel curious. more like this. Like this movie was rushed. Like I feel like this was rushed to production. Uh, like they saw how good Conjuring two was. Like, hey, make a script for this. And he's like, uh, 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 okay, and he kind of just put together what he yeah. did. Yeah, but I That's mean, plus I this movie, movie uh, if. If if you look at the 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 scheduling, I mean, between Conjuring movies, there's been a couple years, and this mm-hmm. movie there was one year, but b- between this and the last one, and I that's my fear is that they start pushing these out every year. As much as I would love to get a Conjuring movie every year, yeah, because this I love this franchise so much. This is what it looks like. Uh, take your time, please, and just put please out, take your time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> please <laughs> just take just your put time. out one with quality, like Animal Creations. So Animal Creations was the last yeah. one, right? And that one I yeah. really enjoyed. Great movie, but but the 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 synopsis for uh, the the third Annabelle is Annabelle is going to be haunting uh, the Warrens' daughter Judy, and Patrick Wilson is going to come back for Chops, and Vera <laughs> Farmiga is going to come back for Lorraine, um, and I'm like, yo, that sounds awesome, you know? Like, if there's one thing I felt has been missing from the the Annabelle movies, it's it's Ed and Lorraine Warren. I mean, they're the heart of the series, so yeah, I'd I, love to see that. You know what I would love to see? Like, I know mm-hmm. like they they all take place in like this one takes place in the fifties, in the seventies, and stuff yeah. like that. I want like I think it would mostly work for not the comedy movie, more like the Annabelle franchise, like a current one, one in like this time. I I one hundred percent disagree. Um, really. I really feel like one of the strongest elements of the entire Conjuring franchise is that they're all period pieces. And that's also a reason why I feel Ouija Origin of Evil worked so well um, was also because it was a period piece. Uh, I I just think when it comes to uh, the modern horror movies, the ones that do the best are typically period pieces. Um, but, you know... Because really, you you look back at all of the greatest horror movies that came out, and they they came out of like the seventies and eighties, and uh, and even before that. But you know, the 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 reason that I I feel like that is because you know t- take an example from this movie. Honestly, uh, that gothic horror element, you know, you don't have that in modern day, and mm-hmm. I would 
I just I can't stand the thought of seeing a a movie with a conjuring uh or in the conjuring universe that has a cell phone or has you know computers or or, or you know I just I don't want to see a modern day conjuring movie and have it turn into you know like the first Ouija or or something mm-hmm. along those lines see I think it would bring in a different element to the conjuring universe that we haven't seen yet. I mean, it'd, it'd be a bold move to do, like having a cell phone in the Conjuring thing. But like, they could play so much with the social media aspect of it, like spreading Annabelle to like many people as possible. They tried that with, uh, oh god, oh, I don't want to speak about it, but they tried it with the Rings, that the Ring uh, okay, movie that yeah. came out a couple years, like I think last year or a couple years ago. They tried it with that, and it didn't really resonate so well with audiences, and it kind of sucked. But I feel like if yeah. you have like the like the conjuring team around it, they could do a good job and they could bring Annabelle into the twenty first century. Or I see I don't want to see the conjuring because the conjuring's about Ed and Lorraine. Like that's their story. They don't do yeah. much now. Ed's gone, R.I.P. Lorraine, she's she's up there. She's not really doing is she still hunting and not hunting, but she's still doing her thing. Do you yeah. know? Yeah. She is. Wow. Yeah, she does. Uh, she's still uh, she still does her best. Like she doesn't take you know like far away cases, but yeah. Um, anyone that reaches out to her that needs help, she does still try to help wow, in any way that, that is, she can. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. But like, I feel like Annabelle would be the one person to because there's so many. Like, isn't there stories? Oh, I guess it may be touchy for the families, but like, there's so many stories about how like this doll allegedly like actually killed people in real life. Like, yeah, I kind of uh, want to see. The, like, there's. The biker and the um, the priest. Yeah. Uh, the biker had gone in and basically was mocking the Annabelle doll, and uh, you know, saying, you know, like you you made slashes appear on this one guy, make them appear on me, and all that. Um, just completely mocking the doll, and and Ed Warren kicked him out, and then on his way home. He uh, he was on a motorcycle and uh, got into a car accident and and died. Um, I can't remember. He he was with his girlfriend. I can't remember if she died as well. Um, but then then a priest kind of did something similar. Uh, came in, grabbed the Annabelle doll, said, uh, "Like I think he said, like God has uh, more power over you." Yeah. And he got I'm, into I've a car accident one, yeah. on his way home. Um, he actually survived, but Ed Lorraine visited him in the. Uh, in the hospital, and he, when he woke up, he said, "The last thing I remember before crashing was looking in the Annabelle mirror doll. And, and seeing that doll." See, yeah, like, um, there's like, there's, I, I think it might be touchy so to do like a real true story, but like, let's just say like, a, like someone steals the Annabelle doll from the museum, and and then wackiness ensues, or something like that. I don't, I just think it would be interesting to see a different take in the Conjuring universe. I agree with you. Well, you know, like, like something like that could still take place in the seventies, like. I see no reason to put a franchise that has established itself as purely period pieces into the 21st century. It it doesn't make any sense to me. The farthest ahead I would want them to go is the 80s. Not even the 90s. You don't want to see, you know, hammer pants. No, I don't want to see mom jeans or, and uh, dial-up internet. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> Let me call the cops on my computer. It'll just take a sec. Uh, 
the sounds of dial-up brought to you by <laughs> Mr. Jeff Rhodes, co-founder of Nautical the, Films the, and the best part was like douchebag. I was like five or six when dial-up was around. <laughs> but I, I still remember it. Yeah, I don't I remember the struggles remember. of it though. I just remember the sounds. <laughs> You don't but remember? Yeah. I remember. I remember trying to watch Harry Potter puppet pals on YouTube yeah. in its heyday, in its earliest, and it it taking like uh, an hour to load like five seconds. Like it was, <laughs> it was ridiculous, oh. and, and it was like three sixty, uh, three sixty. Like it was shot in like three sixty. So hey, it's. It, Two thousand, like what? Three, four? I don't even know. The early days. Yeah. Right. God, we're getting um, old. But but we we really got sidetracked here. Yeah, we did. Sorry. Uh, talking about about the future of the franchise, and then we're gonna get on to the the twist or the connection or, or however you want to put it, and then then we're gonna wrap up. Okay. But uh, the the connection to the or shit, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Uh, the the future of the franchise with uh, the Conjuring Three, Annabelle Three, and the Crooked Man all in development, I find it very unlikely that we'll see a a the Nun Two in the next three. Good, years. no one I, wants it. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I don't want to see this again unless it is uh, in the right hands and the story is compelling. Um, or they just remake that, it completely. Let's just wait like a couple of years. Like, wait a couple of years. <laughs> pull, pull a Halloween. Just just redo the timeline every so often, and then who cares? <laughs> did you did you see the the reviews of Halloween from the Toronto International? Ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I'm, it is killing it. We're getting excited again, <laughs> dude. I'm I'm so fun. I, I actually I uh, little little sidetrack, and this could potentially spoil something for Halloween. Um, I don't think it will. I think it's kind of a minor thing. Uh, you are treading lightly, my friend. I want to see this movie, and don't if you spoil anything for me. If I, if I see it, you spoil it for me. I will fly down there and kick your butt. What what is it? Uh, I I won't say it then. I I don't I don't want to spoil it for you. Uh, now I'm curious. I, I, I hate you. Just tell me. <laughs> I looked at the I looked at the the NECA figure that they are releasing for mm-hmm. this movie for, of of Michael, and there was something. It, it's. Honestly, it's a pretty minor thing, and I'm just I'm surprised that that they are uh, acknowledging that it happened in the first film and actually going with that it happened in the first film. What is that? Um, I don't know if if it's true, but on on the the NECA figure, if you look through uh, the eyes of the mask, mm-hmm. uh, Michael's left eye is completely white. And I remember in the first film when Laurie is in the uh, the closet and he's busting through, she takes a coat hanger and stabs him in his left eye. And I'm like, oh. that is awesome. So it it might he, he might be blind in his left eye. That that's that's the minor spoiler. And he's still that. killing people. That's so ba. I know. Like I I saw that and I was like, you know, that is a nice little detail that I'm happy that they that they might be putting in. If they do, I will really appreciate it. If they don't, you know, it's not that big of a deal. But yeah. I do think that's pretty cool. 
That is pretty cool. Anyway, okay, <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the, the connection. And right. uh, while I do appreciate this connection and think it, it was it was pretty cool. It was fun, um, but it was pretty cool. I do have one major problem with it. What is it? Uh, Wait, so what, what is for, it first, yeah. I'll, I'll, okay, so the connection is that uh, at the very end of the movie, when they're leaving the uh, the castle, hey, surprise, surprise, nobody dies. Whoa. Yeah. I. Th- yeah. That, that, nobody yeah, yeah. dies, and actually, that's something I appreciated because in the Conjuring and the Conjuring Two, nobody nobody dies. Those Nobody ends true. up dead. Those are based on true stories, though. I well, you know, it 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 made it feel a little bit more like The Conjuring to me. <laughs> um, it, j- just you, just shut your mouth, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so you know, having uh, uh, they they having spit the blood of Christ in in the face of of Valak. Um, it turns out that when Valak was strangling Frenchie, um, which again this kind of gets into an inconsistency in this in this whole franchise lo- logic, uh, um, Frenchie is possessed by Valak. Okay, so you're saying that Frenchie is possessed by Valak, and then Valak appears, but but still possessing Frenchie. It's just like you know, it's it's like Harry Potter. It's Voldemort. He put a part of his soul into Frenchie. Nah. Frenchie's a Horcrux. <laughs> nah. <laughs> All right, bust out the sword of Gryffindor. We know how to take this one out. <laughs> I'm sure the I'm sure the Warrens have the sword of Gryffindor buried in that shop somewhere. I guarantee it. <laughs> I would find it, and I would. <laughs> But okay, so so that that was stupid. But anyway, uh, Frenchie's possessed by Valak, and it ends up that Frenchie is Maurice, the guy in the first Conjuring movie that is shown on that film that Ed and Lorraine are, are talking about. They were brought in to exercise him. He had an upside down cross appear on his stomach, and he grabs Lorraine, and Lorraine has the vision of uh, Ed dying. And uh, thus leading into the the entirety of the Conjuring Two, Valak got aware of of uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren through uh, Frenchie. He was basically the conduit to get to them. Uh, which you know, I don't know why she was just like you know I'm in this perfectly good body, and you know the end goal of demons is to uh, possess a living soul and and be able to walk the earth. But you know what? I'm going to have this guy kill himself, and then I'm just going to haunt Lorraine. Yeah. For he, she was laying leisure. dormant for 20 years, and then it's like, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, just, let's, just, let's just make some ruckus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's make some ruckus. <laughs> um, and, you know, none of the things that I just said I had a problem with. Uh, I think it was a, it was a cool uh, little tie-in. I, I was wondering what they were going to do. I, I always, uh, the whole movie I thought was going to yeah. be the Irene being Lorraine. But when it I was been perfect, I would have. I was, was kind of disappointed. Oh, you're right. I was kind of disappointed at that. But I was also like, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. That it was, wasn't. It neat. wasn't like, but it wasn't like the the Annabelle creation at the end where you're just like, oh god, no. What? Oh, like I, I remember saying. The the funny the funny thing is I the first time I saw Annabelle creation I saw it with my mom, and she had not seen the first Annabelle, so she was like. 
who is this other family? What is <laughs> happening? And I'm like, Mom, you don't understand what's going on right now. But oh my God, this is ridiculous. And uh, <laughs> she's like, I don't get it. I'm like, it's just a really good tie-in. Yeah, um, that was that was pretty ingenious. I yeah, I like that it. was, was ex- that was great. That yeah. was so good. And that's the thing. Uh, like, this, I think I had my expectations way too high because I liked the last two movies really well. I loved Animal Creations a lot. Yeah. And it was like the first non-Conjuring film in the Conjuring universe that I really, really enjoyed more than the Conjuring yeah. film, more than the second one. David Sandberg, take a dab. <laughs> <laughs> And so, like, I was just like, okay, the nun. It was the scariest part of the Conjuring Two. Uh, we're on a roll right now with like this, and then none of my expectations were met. And I, oh, I just knew that Lorraine was gonna be Sister Irene, and then it wasn't. And we got yeah. Maurice being Frenchy, and I was just like, oh, I guess that's y- cool. You know, and and they they even they didn't help in the interviews leading up to this film by kind of teasing it. Um, multiple times, uh, Thaisa Farmigo was asked if there's any sort of familial connection, and she kind of brushed it off as if it were some kind of spoiler instead of just saying no. You know, if if it's not true, just say no. Yeah. Like, don't don't play with expectations because when you're like, I don't know, yeah. you know, you're you're like, okay, come be, on, be like, like, I know what you're saying. Yeah, be like J.J. Abrams in Star Trek Into Darkness, where they kept saying. Is that con? No. Is that con? No. But the movies, it's con. <laughs> it's con. It's con. Uh, I was like, oh, but, JJ. You know, like the 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 connection is cool. It's it's subtle, and you know, it, it wasn't as over the top as you know, like s- s- the rest of the movie. Um, but you know, like here's my big problem with it, and th- this. This is probably something that someone like Jeff stop. Uh, <laughs> he was just uh, just wildly flailing his tongue like a, a dumbass. Sorry, um, I, I had like crust. Sorry, continue. Sure, <laughs> that did not look like you were taking care of crust. Um, but <laughs> yeah, um, this is probably something that like someone like like Jeff probably d- wouldn't have a problem with or someone like uh you know the average film goer wouldn't have a problem with it's just someone that has watched the conjuring well, way I call too me many average times. shut up jeff <laughs> uh someone that has has watched the conjuring so many times and knows that film like the back of his hand um i i hated that they superimposed the guy who played Frenchie into that that film reel. Um, I didn't know that. See, to (laughs) me, it was just glaring. To me, I was like, that is so obvious that they just put him in there. And, you know, it's it's kind of a problem that I have when people, like when Hollywood replaces actors anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. because he just does not look at all like the guy that was in the actual footage from The Conjuring, and it it just and you know, and if on the off chance that I am wrong and that was the same guy, then he has had like a lot of liposuction or something <laughs> because he does not look the same. He has like some plastic surgery, and I I didn't recognize him. But see, I didn't. 
I didn't think the tie-in would be into the first movie, so I didn't watch the first movie before I went to go see it. I saw, I watched uh, Annabelle, I Annabelle watched Creations, the and... Well, yeah. The first movie's perpetually playing in my head. See, the first movie isn't even scary to me. It's, it's just a comedy. <laughs> After, after I watched a whole Screw movie you. so many times, oh no, it's it's still a good movie, but like oh, like the scares I can see coming because I watched it a hundred times. It's funny. Okay, it's hilarious. Like the girl hitting her head on the hitting her head on the cat, like the wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> like like you idiot, <laughs> walking around with the vest. <laughs> but there, just demon. just let it just let. The, the audience know that the first time you were like, oh, no. Oh, no, the first time I barely watched it, I have a hand over my face. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It was... Then then that's all I need to hear. Con- the Conjuring is not my favorite scary movie, but it's in the top top three of all time, I would say, okay. for me. Yeah. It's, yeah, I it's, think... Uh, it's pretty scary. <laughs> I, th- I, I know for a fact my top two are uh, The Conjuring and Halloween, the original Halloween. Um, my top two are Sinister and The Ring. Sinister's on that list. It's just I can't watch that movie without because I I like to sleep at night. <laughs> I enjoy getting rest. <laughs> As enough, you know, you, you you might you might uh, come to the the assumption that the the Conjuring is my favorite movie because it's the movie that scared me the most. No, I just think it's a really well made movie. Oh, no, you're right. Sinister, Sinister is absolutely terrifying to me, and I cannot watch that movie because I will not sleep if I do. I don't know what it is about that movie, but it just freaks me the hell out. I can't do it. It's all little white kids coming out of boxes and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) That was a guy that came out of the box. That was the the dude with the really long hair. Uh, I don't care. He was weird. (laughs) It's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, go see it. It's going to be a classic horror movie. Uh it's a good one, but yeah. Well, it's it's part of the it's part of the Renaissance, you know. Uh, my my friend Nick and I were talking about this how horror has really uh, gotten its its second life, honestly. Yeah, because um, after they people stopped making that found footage stuff, they actually went back to yeah, real filmmaking. Absolutely, they had we had, we had Insidious come out, Conjuring come out, Sinister come out. Um, the Conjuring was the Conjuring was the one that started it. it the Conjuring started I thought, it all. No, didn't Sinise come out first? No, the Conjuring came out first. The Conjuring came out in 2013. I thought um, Insidious came out like. Oh, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm double checking, but I, I'm pretty sure it was the Conjuring first. I mean, that would make sense. Yep. Uh, James Wan did both, so. Oh, actually, no, I am wrong. I am wrong. Oh, uh, Insidious? Insidious? Yeah, Insidious came out in 2010. I did not realize it was that old. Three years before? Dang. So, yeah. So, yeah, the Warner Brothers was like, oh, you did Insidious. Oh, come do this movie. Because Insidious, that, I think that kicked it off for me. Because Insidious, James Wan, same style of directing he did in Conjuring, the long takes, the Rose Byrne being alone in the new home with the classic classic chorus you know i think i think what it was was uh you know james wan uh got his name out there for uh the with insidious and then um after that you know warner brothers greenlit uh the conjuring oh yeah Um, that that's makes i can see that yeah that's definitely what happened 
Um, you know, but I think it was really those two movies that kicked everything off. Um, and actually, uh, funny enough, uh, the, the Insidious premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival, which was what Halloween just premiered at um, in 2010. It it released in theaters in 2011. Uh, okay. Um, so just just two years before The Conjuring, but you know. I, I, I just, I really love seeing, you know, you've got the Insidious movies, you've got the Conjuring universe, uh, It, Lights oh, Out, yeah. um, Oculus, uh, Sinister, you know, you've got all of these really high-grade horror films that are coming out, and um, while I wouldn't put The Nun at the very top of that list, I would put it closer to the bottom with Annabelle, the original Annabelle, um, you know, it is just nice to see uh, mm-hmm. horror being taken a little bit more seriously. Uh, I think this is probably th- one of the bigger missteps in one of the big franchises. Uh, I haven't seen all of the Insidious movies. I've seen the first two. Um, uh, there, but it's, it's pretty consistent, except for the last. Yeah, one. the last key was stupid. I've seen all of them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 really refreshing to see that. You know, all of these are are kind of, you know, really creating a, a new brand of horror that I'm I'm really getting into and really loving. Uh, so, in, you know, if if it's a good horror movie, it's either uh, Warner Brothers and New Line or Blumhouse and Universal. Um, yeah, that's which it. is which is uh, there's there's also I think. Uh, is uh, it A twenty four? The one that's okay. hereditary. A twenty four. It's cr- they're not making horror movies. They're making creep fests. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've I've heard people are very very split on uh, on hereditary. Hereditary. Uh, so am I. <laughs> I, just, I the last. Did you actually? Last... Did you see it? Oh yeah, I saw it. Did you? Did, did you not? No, I, I haven't gotten a chance to yet. Oh my god! I've I've just been so busy. I feel busy you. working, you know. A twenty four did also did like The Witch too. I believe The Witch is a really great movie. I think it was really weird okay. as well. Okay. But Hereditary, um, it's not the same brand. It's it's good horror movie, like horror horror movie making, right. but it was just out there. That's what I like about the Conjuring movies. Like they're really yeah. like you know Blumhouse. They're doing their thing. They're even like moving away from horror now, more like like the movie Upgrade with more of an action, you know. And you know they have the Purge, right. the Purge is Blumhouse, right? Yeah, yeah, oh uh, yeah. And they're doing like action horror stuff like that. So like, yeah, like the Purge wasn't a great. The first, I think with the Purges they get better with each movie. I hated the first one. I've heard that. I've heard yeah. that. I the first one was the, the by far the worst one. Uh, the second one was. Decent. Third one I really liked, and I like, have not got around to seeing in the first year yet, and I really wanted to. Uh, I I like the concept of the purge, but I've seen the first two, and I didn't like the execution. Um, and I've never, I've just never really gotten into the the whole purge thing because, you know, for anything else, it's it's really just, you know, okay, so. All crime is legal. Legal. Let's go murder people, you know. And I think it, when I when I think about all crime being uh, 
legal. You know, I, I just I see a, a comedy with that concept. You know, I can just see someone just being like <laughs> tax evasion is illegal. <laughs> you know, just like the, just the dumbest concept. You're just, like that. You're just like, oh, I want to do. I'm not paying my taxes this year. Screw you. <laughs> so funny just thinking of shit like that you know people people are like oh yeah blood guts killing people murders legal we're just gonna kill everybody and i just be over here like well i'm just gonna re-download limewire and have a good night <laughs> just took it back to limewire oh my god <laughs> you you rascal you the limewire that limewire has gotten all of us in trouble it means, oh my god! Oh uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I could not help myself. I couldn't resist. <laughs> the the purge is good because it's like the stories. Like the third one's about yeah. all yeah. things being legal, and like this girl wants to stop it, and they're trying to kill her on the purge night because she wants to make it illegal again. The last one's about right. the first one, how I wanted to press uh, lower income neighborhoods and like keep them down. Like, like there's a message behind it. Uh, that's why I like right, the right. purge movies. They have they have. You, you wouldn't think it would, they would have layers, but the Purge movies has layers. And I, I like well, that and, you know, movie. and bringing it back to the nun, I think that's what this movie lacked was depth. You oh, know? yeah. Um, and sure. that was it was it was a basic surface popcorn movie. Yeah. And for that, I enjoyed it. But for a Conjuring movie, it severely disappointed. Me. See, I can't, Conjuring... I can't say that I didn't disapp- or I didn't enjoy it, though. Yeah. The Conjuring movies, like the layer with it is, yeah, it's a horror movie, but it, it can reality it's about family it's about sticking together yeah. and the f- one and two are both about that like sticking to, like the scene that I, like, I like in the conjuring you know it's really stupid but I, I smile when i watch it is when he when patrick wilson aka chops starts starts busting out a little costly to get the family back in spirits and like there's like a circle oh, painting too yeah it was it was just a heartwarming scene and you know it kind of added depth to the characters added depth to the movie and that's something you just, we did, didn't see in this one, you know, yeah, absolutely, and, and I think I think it would it would have benefited immensely from uh, just a little bit more depth, a little bit more character character development with uh, the Valak and with uh, I sister Irene, and even with the or or the or priest. a little less character development with with Valak. I mean, I that think the thing that was so interesting about her was just not knowing her backstory, and you know, while I gave that that much better alternative for what Valak's mm-hmm. backstory could have been. Just, you know, why do, Why does everybody need an origin story? Just, it's, just leave it as it is. Like the Joker. Like, you know where the Joker comes from. You know what the Joker is. He's just the Joker. He's just yeah. crazy, and that's kind of why he's scary. I can Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, th- I think the, the idea... And which is which is why I'm I'm really happy that they haven't gone this route with the Annabelle movies yet. Is you know it there there is no you know start to this thing. You know this for all we can assume this demon has just always existed. Yeah. And I I like that. I like the 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 idea of this thing just being there and it's always been there and uh you know it just you know started showing itself in this abbey because you know it was like religion not on my watch and yeah. and you know th- i think that would have been a much more interesting like yeah i feel like that. i like i yeah. feel like if they made an, a nun too they would probably i think it'd be i think it'd be kind of cool just think about it like they would go back further they would go back yeah. to 
the medieval times because like they showed a little yeah. glimpse of it in the, the, this one. I would be down for that if, like you said, in the right hands, if they want to bring it back. Like you, like you should keep bringing it further back and back and back. And yeah. I think if I'm wrong, I just, I, it'd be the first horror movie in medieval times. So I think that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as I know, any well, probably if not the first, then the first good one. But <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I I just I don't want to see that become the the standard where the Conjuring spinoff movies the the first one's not so great and then the, then the next one is good. I would just rather it be good. the first one's good. <laughs> hey, and the second one's good pretty too. You know, like you know, I I don't want I don't want that to be the the case. Yeah, I can um, understand that, but you know, so f- well, because what, what, if what we got that's if what that we were have the now. case, that would be quite the nightmare. Okay, and on that note, I think we're done. <laughs> Why are you this way? I'm sorry. I am a man child that has a lot of toys. Okay, you can't shame me for what I love. Well, I will do it next time we have that. We when we do making horror or we do a podcast about the next Power Ranger movie, which by the way got confirmed, uh, then I will bring yeah, my Tommy it. dolls out. Go for it. I. I want to see those puns. I want to see those those terrible jokes. I really do. Because you're a terrible person. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we're gonna wrap this up. Right. Um, so if you've if you've made it this far and listened to all of our thanks, our, our <laughs> you're a real yeah, fan. Thank, thanks, mom. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Basically, um, you know, like I said, there there's not really going to be a schedule with the Making Horror Podcast. Uh, Jeff and I are, are going to hop on here and, and do stuff like this uh, when we've got something to talk about. You know, if there's nothing to talk about, um, you know, we, we won't we won't discuss it uh, as we get closer to October uh, with all of the the alone anthology films that we're doing. And uh, especially, which actually, if unless you're friends with me on Facebook or follow us on Instagram, uh, you probably don't know that the uh, after uh, Alone Happy Lane, the next film that Jeff and I are actually working on together because I'm flying back to Indiana, um, is The Pumpkin Man Returns. Uh, we are, we are, the Pumpkin Man Returns is going to be our return to the Pumpkin Man universe. It's going to be short. Uh, because I don't have a lot of time in Indiana to shoot something uh, a little bit longer. But with that, and the, the Alone Anthology uh, short films, uh, which I'm really excited for because, you know, it's creating a series while also making a bunch of independent short films that are, are different from one each other, one another, but all share a central theme. Yeah, it's uh, like which nautical is just, f- films of Black Mirror, basically. Or yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and... You know, I, I really like the concept, and I, I think we're going to have a lot of fun with it, and I think you're going to enjoy it. And I know I have read every comment on Alone. I, I know your criticisms of the first Alone, and we are listening to them and making sure we don't make any of the, any of the same mistakes twice. Uh, oh, yeah. We're, we're learning, we're learning from those mistakes. Yeah, we're, and, we're, uh, we're fresh out of college. We, we know how to take a criticism and turn it into something better. That's what you yeah, do. So yeah, um, f- from from just what we we have had made so far with Alone Happy Lane, I think you're really gonna dig what what we're we're doing. Um, 
Now, as far as uh, making horror goes, uh, you might see a little bit of change in design. Um, I am working on, uh, on because recently I've uh, gotten able to uh, to shoot in in 4K with the uh, the uh, production company that I'm I'm currently working with, um, and. So I'm I'm upgrading my uh, my assets. So the Nautical Films logo is uh, different now. Uh, not not the logo itself, but the uh, the intro that will play before all the short films. Uh, di- Jeff, did you watch it? I did. I I liked it. It was different, but okay. I liked it. Yeah, I I wanted to I wanted to keep it simple. Uh, not it's not as complex as our last one. Our last one was actually a template. This is actually something that I made. Um, watching a tutorial, but I, I did put it together. Um, and you know, I, I kind of put my own spin on it. Um, so that, that logo is different and making horror should, uh, if I'm trying to talk with this guy to, to, uh, he, he's made a, a graphics pack that I'm, I'm trying to kind of, uh, use as the, the overall style for making horror. So you might see a, a change in that as as soon as tomorrow, um, with the uh, well, actually yeah, w- tomorrow because this will probably go up on Tuesday, um, on Wednesday with the uh, with the new episode of Making Horror with the actual review of the Nun, um, so you you might see a little bit of of change there, um, but you know we've just w- with all of this going on, you know we'll we'll hop on here to talk about behind the scenes stuff and, and yeah. what's going on with. Uh, with our short films and, and kind of where we are and, and kind of, yeah. you know, we can offer updates and we can offer, you know, the, yeah. the show is called making horror. So we can, we can offer insight to w- like the process as we're doing it. Yeah. I think that the year hiatus that we took was way too far, like far along from you guys. Um, you know, uh, we'll be putting on more tr- like channel updates. Like, like he said, you know, just kind of talking to the, Talking, talking yeah. to people, seeing what they like, have to say in the comments, you know, share us, like it if you like, uh, if you like what you saw, you know, things like that. And just, you know, yeah. more laid back, kind of just kind of talk like like this, just a little more laid back, just two guys talking it out. Yeah. And then yeah. just kind of we want you to con- we want we want people to be able to connect with us more and, you know, give us more input in what our like what the content that we're making. If it's bad, tell us it's, tell us it's bad. We'll fix it. I, I promise you. Yeah, if absolutely. If like, it's good, uh, please, please we, we, share we, it with your friends. We take criticism very well. <laughs> yeah, except from Ryan. Um, I don't trust anything he but, says. But, you know, <laughs> thank you, Jeff. Um, <laughs> I, I think that while that year hiatus was, uh, you know, it was unfortunate that we had to do that. Um, and it, it was long and it, it, it did kind of suck. But I think it was necessary uh, because now that we are, we're settled into where we're living for the moment, and uh, you know it, it's really opened up some great opportunities for me and Jeff, and uh, we've we've really been able to just hit the ground running now. Uh, and starting this week, content is just going to be pumping out nonstop. So I'm really excited to to really get this stuff out to you guys, and um, even if it's just two people watching. I, you know, you two, you're oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. YouTube um, is, like, one of the best things that came out of the world, like, the Internet age. It's just, it allows us to do what yeah. we love, and that's just making content for people to enjoy, whether it's one person or one million. Yeah. 
it doesn't matter to us. We try to make the best yeah. content as, as much as best to our abilities. And, you know, and, and that's the reason we currently don't run any ads on our channel. Uh, yeah. You know, we, you know, like the only ads that you'll see on our channel are from deals we've made, like with the Pumpkin Man 3, uh, the, the song Bird Set Free by Sia is at the end. And the ads are running on that that short film because that is how I got that that song into the the film i i contacted uh the sony atv and they uh they are said you know if if you put the song in the movie we'll just collect the royalties from the song uh and as uh, or the the ad revenue from the song and i was like okay you know that that works you know i i was never planning on making any money from any of these short films and you know, it, it might be something we look into in the future, but as of right now, um, you know, we're just making the stuff because we love to. Yeah. Um, and, you know, r- right now, you know, and, and here's the other thing. You're not going to see any uh, corporate stuff like uh, you know, like commercials or, or weddings or anything. You won't see anything like that on the Nautical Films YouTube channel from now on. It is all creative content. It's either going to be making horror Jeff's show or one of our short films. Um, yeah, working work in progress. T- title. We're oh, working title. Or is is that the name of the show? Working title because that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I would love. It might that. now be. <laughs> that is a ama- working title. I love that. I'm sure that's taken. Uh, but is it taken by a six two two hundred and something pound black guy? I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> It might be, who knows? If it is, uh, but I'm yeah, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna be posting any stuff like that anymore. In fact, most of the videos like that on the channel I've already uh, listed as private, so you won't see those. It won't clutter up uh, our YouTube channel, so you'll see all that stuff plus uh, episodes of the Making Horror Podcast. And this is really just gonna be, you know, when we feel like getting on and talking to you guys. Uh, some episodes might be two hours, like this one. Uh, other oh my God, you're right. Yeah, it's other episodes might be uh might be twenty minutes. You know, it yeah. it really just depends. And um, you might see more people uh showing up on the Making Horror podcast. Oh yes, yes, yes. You know, expect you know when big horror movies come out, expect to see an episode of Making Horror of us talking about it. Um, you know, I've also got uh my friends Nick and Matt who I work with at the production company. Uh, also big horror movie fans. They're the ones I saw The Nun with. Um, Jeff has got multiple friends that he he goes and sees stuff with. So yeah, we might um, even get the special get man himself, Michael Keane, on here one time. That would be amazing. Uh, yeah, uh, Michael's Michael's wonderful. I cannot wait to see him in in uh, in like five weeks. I think it is. Yeah, um, that's gonna be a busy time, man. It's gonna be a, like, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a basically basically what's going on is I'm I'm flying from Florida to Indiana on Friday, uh, and then the very next day my sister's getting married, and then the next day we're shooting the Pumpkin Man five, and then I'm going uh, back to my hometown, getting a tattoo from the the tattoo artist that uh, uh, is awesome and has given me some awesome tattoos three awesome tattoos uh shout out to you jason hanny you're you're the bomb.com um and then the next day i'm flying back to uh florida thank god why why did i i start this with you like i I could have started (laughs) this with josh or 
with you really what wh- how drunk was i i don't recall it's just because you love me and everybody else was busy um so i, I, think- I do love you and and th- you, the end goal is to get jeff down to florida that would be oh, pristine if i go but to he's florida he's got to make some some bucks if I if I go to Florida, there's gonna be a lot of problems for the old people in that, that state because I like to party. Just kidding. No, sugar responsibly, kids. Um, well, well, that's that's why we would probably live closer to Fort Myers. But, okay. But uh, so I, uh, I think okay. So I think we should do our next making horror podcast. The topic. I think we should do this movie. Granted, because this is a movie that most people don't watch during Halloween, or during the se- it's not it's not it's not a real popular horror movie. But since we're trying to do an anthology series, and this movie was like a kind of a, trying to take a franchise and make it an anthology, I think we should uh-huh. we should re- we should like we should tear it apart, and we should watch it and talk about it. And that movie is tension building, tension building. And I see you shiver with <laughs> anticipation. Uh, I think that movie. Should be ho- <laughs> I think that movie. That movie should be Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. You know, I just got that on Blu-ray the other day. Why? Um, <laughs> well, it came. It came with the the Halloween collection. Oh. Uh, Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I, I saw I saw it at Best Buy for, for cheap. All all of the Halloween movies, even the Rob Zombie ones. That, and are I you was serious? Like, it's like eight yeah. movies for like. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, hey, it but it's friends. like I thought about it when on AMC when they do the Halloween marathons, they skip three because it had nothing to do with Michael Myers. But that was John Carpenter's try, like at trying to make an anthology movie. You know, um, I, I completely. Agree that that is what we should do. I we th- right, for, and to be honest like with you, I've never seen we it. Should, I've never seen it. Neither have I. Neither have I. I've seen <laughs> every serious? other Halloween movie, <laughs> but I've never seen. And you know, when it comes to the slashers, Michael Myers is my favorite. The Halloween franchise is my favorite. I haven't. I haven't seen Season of the Witch. I've heard that it is like a. Uh, it's becoming quite a cult classic. Is it really? So, so that I think is an interesting angle for our next episode. I, I agree with you. Oh my god! Go, this we, is the first time ever you agree with e- me. <laughs> Enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, sh- wait, no, shut up! I I agreed with you plenty of times in this re- in this this discussion. Yeah, but um, like, and r- other like, ugh, it's rare. Anyway, it's rare. Uh, I I agree that we should we should do this because we can kind of go at it at the topic we've both never seen it and uh yeah. you know do we fall on the line of this is garbage or we do if we fall okay I can see where the, why this is a cult classic yeah I mean I I don't know if you've noticed if in the second Halloween trailer mm-hmm. that played before the nun uh when Laurie said like get out of here, go home, get inside. The three kids that she's talking to are wearing the three masks from Season of the Witch. There's a skull, uh, a, a witch, uh, and, a, and a pumpkin. 
and those are the three masks from this from season of the witch. See, I don't. I know so little about this movie. I didn't know that that, that was a thing. So, do you know the concept of the movie? I just know it was his. It was John Carpenter's like try at trying to make Halloween into like an anthology piece, and it, it yeah, kind like of didn't the, work. the concept of the the of the movie, from what I understand, is that this mask company is like run by a cult. And their goal is to, uh, like, kill kids with Halloween masks. Um, so I, I they do some some something to these masks and huh. ship them out, and kids start dying. Um, very different concept, and yeah. something I've I've been I've I mean I have it on Blu-ray, and I watched all the other Halloween movies, and you know I'm like that's gonna be the one I I watch last. Now I know why. It was just in in my yeah. head. Also, have you have you seen the R- Rob Zombie's Halloween two? I saw when it came out, but I don't remember much of it. I just watched it uh, like two days ago, and I think that might be one of the first times that I've ever actually shut off a movie and just really l- and just left my condo. Really? I I just left I. I was, you know, I I was watching it and like about halfway through I'm like no. No, I can't <laughs> do this anymore. I shut it off and just went for a drive and I'm like thinking about it and I'm like that was so abysmal. Like and <laughs> and like I've heard it is garbage for years and I've avoided it because like the first Rob Zombie one, while not great, it, it has its merits. Yeah. And it's it's enjoyable. It does still uh somewhat capture the spirit of the original. Mhm. But this one, I mean, people were like, it's just so, so bad. And I'm like, how bad could it actually be? So I finally decided to watch it. And boy, do I wish I hadn't. Because, (laughs) I mean, I still don't know how it ends because I just couldn't get through it. It's so, so bad. The the scene where, where Michael goes into the strip club and this chick is running around just completely naked and this old freaking creepy pervert gets his arm broken and and his arm is broken and bones are sticking out of his arm and there's blood gushing everywhere and he's walking around like and i'm like what am i watching this is terrible there's nothing enjoyable here it's so so bad and i i actually shut it off and just left because i couldn't i couldn't take it anymore wow that's that's funny. That's funny as hell. <laughs> oh yeah, I kind of want to watch like, it now. <laughs> it's I, don't. It, it's 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 it makes like want to watch eye it. molestation. It's so bad. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so bad. It is abysmal. It makes the nun look like Citizen Kane. It is just that freaking bad. Well, I hate Citizen Kane, so. Well, then it makes the nun look like the first Transformers. Oh, there you go. That's the <laughs> best movie that Hollywood's ever put out. Boy, do I know how to get a reaction out of it. You know, you just like sh- you just shot your your credibility in the face by saying yeah, that. I You're did. like, I oh know. yeah, Transformers. All the listeners are like, oh, this guy makes pretty good sense. <laughs> he likes Transformers. <laughs> Fuck him. Never mind. <laughs> Even if I like said the exact same point, they're gonna be like, "This guy knows what he's talking about," but this guy, he's he's an idiot. 
<laughs> he likes Transformers. <laughs> he likes tra- he likes Michael Bay. He must suck. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Michael Bay gets that money. Okay, boy. Michael Bay's you a know pimp of Hollywood. He's a me. pimp of Hollywood director. He just gets money and slaps bitches. Okay, no, that was, that was kind of inappropriate. <laughs> I don't like you sometimes. <laughs> I really don't. There's so many words that I have to describe you, and not a single one is positive. <laughs> but next movie we we tear apart and talk about is Season of the Witch Halloween 3. Or next movie we praise. We don't know because we've, ne- we've never seen it. And apparently, that is true. There's something, apparently there's something to it that people are, are gravitating towards. I think uh, it's like once you accept that Michael Myers isn't in it, it's a completely different thing. Yeah. On its own. It's not I, too bad. And I feel like it didn't get re- received that well because when it came out, people thought it was going to have Michael Myers in it, and it never did. Yeah. And yeah since we're us going into it knowing that he's not in it, and it's a wholly different story, I think it's going to help us, our perception of the movie, that just that much more. All right. Well, that is the that is, that is is it. That's about all we've got to say. Um, you know, I've, I've really in, enjoyed just kind of talking, you know, uh, you know the thing with making horror is it's it's all scripted and you know I I have to remember what to say ahead of time. But here I can just kind of voice my thoughts, and I think Jeff feels the same. So I- expect uh, the making horror think. podcast to continue. Um, uh, why do you? <laughs> God, you just make life so much more difficult sometimes. I don't I swear. think I just do. I'm a doer. All right. You are the worst kind of person. <laughs> You are Ever. the best, but you. I actually, I, I sent a, a gif of that to Jorge because I told him to get on Xbox, and he, he's like, "Oh, I'm hanging out with some friends," and I, and it just shows Lafayette, and he's like looking off, and he's just like, "You are I'm the, the worst." worst but. <laughs> yes, yas, queen, yas. So, on that beautifully dated note, if anybody watches this, like in five years that Yas Queen is going to be horribly dated. I will be uh, saying Yas Queen to my kids. They'll be like going to they prom. Will hate you f- they They'll will be going hate to prom looking beautiful in their dresses or in their tuxes. I don't know. I'm not gender fluent. Whatever they can do what they want. And I will be like Yas Queen. Yas. I'm like, Dad, what's wrong with you? I'm like, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> How do we get here? How do we get this derailed? Uh, so we got here because your, our parents like to have coitus. Okay. All right. That's that's when it's going to cut. That's when we're going to end this because we are not going into that territory. All right. I am not venturing into those waters. So <laughs> well, I, I, hope, I hope you've enjoyed the first episode of the Making Horror Podcast. Expect more to come and expect to see a lot more content coming from Nautical Films. Uh, we're hitting the ground running, and, and we're really excited for what's to come. Yeah. Uh, look out for Happy Lane, Alone Happy Lane. And then after that, looking forward to Pumpkin Man Returns. And then we, we so many, so much stuff, so much stuff. I got a, top, my top so 10 stuff. list, working title with Jeff Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> working title with Jeff Rhodes. Beautiful. But, yeah. All it's, right. It's going to be a fun year. It's, it's going to be fun. The year's almost over, Jeff. <laughs> it's going to be a fun lifetime. <laughs> It's gonna. We're just gonna have some fun. So I I hope you've enjoyed this. And uh, until the next making horror podcast, uh, have fun and uh, try not to get too scared. Okay. And uh, yeah, don't do drugs. (laughs) All righty. That that's all right.